Good day to you. This is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I am Pastor Neil Wemus, and this is your daily scripture meditation. Today we will be in Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 56, which I will bring to the screen. So here we are, verse 22, jumping right on in. It says, One day Jesus got into a boat with the disciples, and he said to them, I want to pause for a moment here before I get into this. Um, one of the things I have to highlight a little bit is in the way that you have to remember the, the New Testament was written in the Greek world. The Greek world does not work the same as the modern world, and they write differently. Typically, when Americans write a story, write about events, um, they usually um, write chronological. And that is not always the case with the gospel, with Greek culture. And it's actually something I want to highlight, and it's kind of playing out a little bit here in Luke, is you hear this says one day. He doesn't say like the next day. He doesn't say a few days down the road. He says one day he got into a boat. And this is kind of letting you know that the gospel of Luke is not necessarily chronological. And so really the question a lot of times happens is is it when do these things happen in sequence? Rather, why are these things in sequence? Why does this happen here? This happened here. This happened here. Usually it's because the writer is trying to highlight something, trying to teach something. And so this is not necessarily chronological. And I, I just have to highlight that. So anyway, so verse 22, one day he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him saying, master, master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. And they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water? And they obey him. So it's kind of interesting as the way that this is written. So, this is an event that is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And a lot of times when you read in the Gospels and you have an event that's recorded in all the Gospels, sometimes you want to look and compare what's different and what's the same, things like that. And one thing that's notable is this is shorter in Luke's Gospel. And it's more straight to the point. He doesn't say, why, um, he says, where is your faith? Um, in the gospel of, I think of the other gospel, he says, why are you still afraid? Do you have no faith? Um, so it's, the rebuke is kind of shorter. And when they say, master, master, do you not care that we are perishing? That's what it says in the other gospels here. Just says, master, master, we are perishing. And so it's just kind of a little bit more straight to the point, just showing what 
Jesus can do. This is a lot more in the focus of who Jesus is. And I want you to understand something, and i got to say this, because this is the case with all three accounts, is people, when they get to, a lot of times, there's a temptation. When we read about Jesus calming the storm, there's a temptation to preach and teach that Jesus calms all the storms in our lives. That is not the point of this text. Did Jesus calm the storm? Yes. Did he have to calm the storm? No. Did he calm the storm because they had such great faith? No. Ironically, he actually calmed the storm because of their lack of faith. But don't think the lack of faith is going to guarantee that your storms are going to calm. What you should take from this is the thing that the disciples missed. Isn't that God is going to calm all the storms in your life. Rather, it's to recognize that God is with you in the midst of your storms. So trust in him. Believe in him. That he will lead you and guide you through it. It may be a trying, difficult journey to get there. But he will lead you and guide you. Verse 26, then they set sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, what have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they, they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country, the Gerasenes, asked him to, part, to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. So there's quite a bit in here. First off, we have the whole thing is that Jesus, 
Well, first off, I should note, we have this detail of pigs. This is letting you know that he's not amongst Jews. He's amongst Gentiles, because Jews would not raise pigs. So he's amongst Gentiles, and this man that is possessed by demons, he casts him out, and the demons end up in the pigs. This creates a great deal of fear. And so the man is grateful for what has happened to him. His instinct is to follow Jesus. But Jesus wouldn't let him. And this is a really good teaching on vocation. Is that, and note when I say follow him, I mean physically follow him. Our temptation, what we don't realize is, we got under, this is kind of good teaching, is that we don't all, we may all be called to serve and proclaim the gospel, but we're not all called to do it in the same way. In other words, we are not all pastors. We are not all teachers. But we are all called in various ways to serve the gospel. In the case of this man, his way of serving the gospel, of serving and proclaiming Jesus, was not to follow him around Galilee. Rather, it was to stay, return home and declare how much God has done for him. So you also, you may not be missionaries sent across the seas to tell of Jesus. Instead, you may be called to stay in your home, at your home and declare how much God has done for you. Verse 40. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years, and though she had spent all her life living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I said saved you in there because that's the better translation. The ESV keeps translating that it has made you well. That's just not a good translation of the Greek word sodo that's right there. It should be saves you. But, and there's there's a reason that's a significant saving. Save you, it's speaking to her spiritual condition more than her physical condition. But physical, she did have a difficult life because um, this discharge of blood would make her ceremonially unclean. That means she wasn't admitted to go into the temple. And so it's quite amazing is that this woman was not able to enter into the temple 
on this day was saved by and called daughter by the Son of God. That term, daughter. And note, this is in the midst of the whole thing with Jairus. Jairus' daughter is sick, nearing the point of death. But note, he calls, Jesus calls this woman his daughter. It's so that Jairus would recognize that this woman is his daughter. Da and why daughter? Because remember we read yesterday, I mean on Monday, who is my mother and brother? Except for he who hears the word and does it. This woman had faith. She hears his word and does it. Namely, she believes in him. So he is, she is his daughter. And so he cares for her. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. Again, this is sowed so, so it should be, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be saved. Yeah, I, uh, the ESV, I wish they'd translate, just translate that it's saved. As they should. But anyways. It's one of those. I, I appreciate the ESV. I think it's one of the stronger translations. But that right there is a nail on the chalkboard for me. Because. <sighs> anyways. And when he came to the house. He allowed no one to enter with him. Except Peter and John and James. And the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said do not weep. For she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. So, I just want to highlight quickly who these people are. These people are what are known as the professional mourners. They were very common in the time of Jesus. They were people that that was their job. They were paid to cry when someone died. And so... It was kind of a way to show your prestige. The more people that mourned at your death, that meant you're more important. And so that is why these people were there. And this is also why they started laughing. If this was actually someone who cared about the daughter, they wouldn't laugh. They would probably get angry with Jesus. But they laugh because their job isn't to care. Their job is to pretend to care. So but taking her by the hand, he... Jesus called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned. And she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given her to eat. Why? So this is to let you know she's not a ghost, because if she was a ghost, the food would just plop to the ground. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. This is a little bit of foreshadowing what's going to happen with Jesus himself. But here you are. He saved the daughter who taught with the discharge of blood. He saved his daughter. Not biological, but his daughter of faith. And here he has saved the daughter of Jairus. And she is his daughter by and so she too 
is the daughter of Jesus by faith. So, let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we pray that you would keep us faithful and keep us as children of your sons and daughters in faith towards you. We pray this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Blessing so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor, give you his peace. Amen. We can blessings on your week on your Wednesday in Jesus name. Amen.